Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of On The Bad Bar Podcast. Today we are joined by Bani Kang, and uh, what a great episode. She's very inspirational, um, having just won the Bartender's Bartender Award by 50 Best. Um, such a great and well-deserved award, and this really goes to show what, what type of person she is. Um, Bani is, of course, the owner, uh, co-owner of Moo, a cocktail bar and semi-fine dining restaurant in Taiwan. And she's been around Southeast Asia, of course, working in places like Singapore and coming from South Korea originally. Um, so this is Bunny's story. I think she's, like I said, such a great inspiration. Um, she gives a lot of talk about how her journey in world class shaped her and what changed her about it, um, what it means to be a bartender these days, and also for any new and aspiring bartenders, what to do to take the steps to get where she is today. Uh, as always, guys, please like, subscribe and share these episodes because it helps me grow. And if you would like to join the community, then please head over to Patreon uh, where you can join and have exclusive updates and content that you don't normally get. So if you want to have any more information, please look in the show notes. And once again, this is On The Bad Bar Podcast with Bani Kang. Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the Back Bar. This is Christopher Menning. Okay, so welcome back to On The Bat Bar. Bani Kang is joining us today from Singapore. Uh, it's wonderful to have her here, and I think we should start off with congratulations on winning the Bartender's Bartender Award uh, this year. How does that feel? Um, I still actually can't really believe it, but of course, very honored to receive this award and appreciate to all the, our industry people that who support and believe on me. Yeah. Good. Well, congratulations. Um, how's it going Thank in Singapore? So Are you enjoying it? Uh, yes. I love, uh, I'm back to home. But actually, I'm from originally South Korea. But I live in Singapore for almost 10 years. So I take it Singapore as my second home. Yeah. And everything is familiar. The food, uh, weather and all the space and friends and family. Yeah, I feel very comfortable to be back. Yeah. Good, good. And uh, when are you traveling back to Taiwan? Have you got any plans for that uh, soon? Yes, I'm going back on 17th of May. Yeah. Good, Next good. Month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we've got yeah. a lot to talk about today, but um, I think with all my guests, I usually start with their origin stories. So it'd be great to hear about how you got into hospitality uh, maybe the steps you took to get to where you are today. Ah, uh, okay. So I grew up in small town city in South Korea, which called Jinju. So after I graduated my hotel management, 
then I decided to move to Singapore for some overseas experience and want to practice my English, which is 2010. Hmm. Yeah, so I start from a trust. Uh, I was very lucky that um, one of the bar manager asked me to transfer to small small bar because all the bartenders are ladies and very small group and a very tiny bar. So for for the manager think that I can be more comfortable to work with a small group and I can improve my English sometimes because my English was so poor, nothing I can do. So when I was waitress, I was in the backstage, I always wipe the calories every day. Yeah, so it's, that was really great opportunity and changed my life actually. So after I transferred to the bar, I start from cocktail waitress. Then I was actually fall in love with the bartenders, the, how they work behind the bar and how they impress with the customers. So I decided to, oh, I also wanted to be one of them. Hmm. Yeah. Then I wanted to start, I don't know how to start from, because again, it's because of the language barrier. So I don't know how to start. So actually I decided to move back to Korea. Then I start uh, part-time part at cafe. Then at the same time, I also study some basic knowledge of the bar. Then, yeah, I learned how to do the classic cocktails. I learned how those basic spirit knowledge. Then I come moved back to Singapore 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, end of 2011. Then I start build my career as bartender. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so you traveled around, so you South Korea, Singapore, and obviously you're kind of based in Taiwan now with your, your new bar. Can you tell us more yes. about Mu? Is it Mu? Did I get that right? Yes, correct. Good. So Mu is actually uh, representing Chinese character because some of the Chinese characters, same pronunciation, but different meaning. So first moon is actually uh, represent origin, which is uh, the meaning is actually wood. So wood, the tree. So oh, it's okay. represent, yes. So it's a represent restaurant and different, uh, the next, next moon is actually water. So represent a uh, bar. So just like F&B, food and beverage, they cannot live without. So just like restaurant and bar. And my husband is chef and me is a bartender. So we cannot live without. And then the next is actually I, so which is uh, represent uh, our vision. So Moo Moo Moo, which is a restaurant bar and our vision. But uh, this bar is actually open together with my husband, me, and another bartender uh, called Nick Wu. So he's from originally Taiwan, Taiwanese, and he was actually very known bartender in Taiwan. And also we got one more uh, 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 owner. Yeah. Okay. So it's more about uh, he support us behind. Mm. Yeah. And can you tell us about the cocktails and some of the development that goes on there? Uh, so the bar is more like stick easy bar and very tiny, very cozy. And the concept is we try to change every quarter the menu. So very tiny menu, only nine cocktails. So we try to use a lot of local ingredients and local inspiration, not just Taiwan. Uh, Singapore, Korea, or just Asia. And also, uh, also we do pairing cocktail with restaurant, but actually different menu. So bar is nine cocktail. We also serve classic cocktail 
it's more like cozy. Uh, yeah. Then also we serve a pairing cocktail together with the food. Yeah, very simple, uh, delicate, uh, easy to replicate. Yeah. And then bar food is also different from the restaurant. So restaurant is actually more semi-fine dining. So we have nine course and 12 course. But the bar food is much more comfortable, easy going. Also inspired by more about Asian touch. Yeah. Okay. And of the day we are Asian. Everyone is Asian. So we wanted to showcase a bit more Asian uh, ingredients, Asian feeling and Asian inspiration. Yeah. Okay. What's it like working with uh, your husband, Tryson? Is it like a good sort of bond or do you sometimes argue because it's like close, you know? <laughs> uh, actually, we argue a lot, definitely. I think not easy to work with your uh, wife or husband. Right. But, <laughs> uh, also good and bad. Good thing is uh, we support each other a lot and we share our ideas and we understand this industry, F&B. So, and our timing is more so, timing is the same. Yeah. So we no need to, uh, uh, like, because some of them, like maybe your husband is working morning shift, maybe your wife is working at night, maybe it's sometimes very hard to see each other, but mm. for us, we can see every single day, every single <laughs> hours. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, but bad thing is, of course, yeah, even off day, you talk about work, and we argue a lot mm. and yeah but it's really good and bad yeah good and i mean it must have been a struggle because you sort of opened during the pandemic right uh maybe quite yes. a difficult time what was that like did you you know was there anything you had to change with your opening to adjust to what was happening uh, actually beginning we don't have any choice uh we just need to only what we can do we just move forward uh, yes, right. We when we soft launch was just start uh, COVID, so actually nobody know that this tech so serious until now. Yeah, and then after we grand opening, uh, Taiwan just locked down and they decided to do um, social distance. But for our case, it's very lucky because Taiwan uh, defend and control very well the government. So we just try to follow the government instruction and yeah. So we so we try to do what we can do, what we can do for our customer and also what we can do for our team member. So but make sure I need to um, calm down and try to uh, more communicate with our team member because the beginning they are quite nervous mm. because you can see what other countries are suffering and then what's happening in the globe, everyone is just start to nervous and worry about what's happening to us next. But try to communicate with them. Make them most important thing is make them feel comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then we just share with them uh, more like we don't want to hide or we don't want to, uh, we just want to share and yeah, so make sure uh, customer are safe our team is safe yeah. good yeah. good so I mean going back to maybe the menu um, because I'm sure everyone's bored of talking about COVID now um, so <laughs> what's um, maybe let's just would you mind describing some of your most popular cocktails or your signature drink right now uh, so I try to use a lot of uh, the inspiration is based on my experience 
So one of the cocktail called Manchis. So maybe you saw the picture, the fish glass with fish bone and dry fish eggs as yeah. garnish. Mm -hmm. So this one is actually inspired by more of a local flavors because the uh, Taiwanese in how their culture, generally their culture, they has a very famous with the huge uh, fish roll, fish eggs. So usually they soak into Gaoliang, which is uh, their own national spirit. Yeah, to remove some of the smell or the flavors from the fish. But so I tried to inspire by this story to link up. So for me, the Gaoliang, the flavor is quite similar to Grappa. So very rusty, like very grassy kind of the flavors. So I tried to use with kind of twist on uh, paper plane. So I use aperol and uh, base theory, which is grappa and a touch of citrus. And I use the uh, Taiwanese local plum together with beer. So kind of uh, keep the, the, the sweetness into the cocktails. And then garnish is the fish lore, fish eggs. So when you drink like sweet, bitter, sour, but at the same time you can get a little bit salty and savory flavors. You can get a kind of pair with the food, uh, uh, the garnish and the drinks. Wow. Okay. That so sounds... Especially, yeah, good with uh, kind of uh, summer weather. Mm. Yeah. So you can have something easy, easy to start with. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, do you draw a lot of inspiration from the area you're in and the culture and, and the food? Yes. So most of the uh, inspiration is actually really all my uh, experience, my family or friends, really actually daily, daily basis. Yeah. So actually, inspiration is come from everywhere or sometimes you also... Uh, what kind of spirit you want to use when you think about your drinks. Also, same time, you can get inspiration from that. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's really come from everywhere. Good, good. Now, I mean, um, so a lot of the bar bartenders that listen to my show, so currently we're listening to in 42 countries around the world, which is really great. But I think there's a lot of people that listen who are just starting. They're just becoming bartenders and they want to learn more. So, I mean, I'd love to really talk more about your inspiration and maybe... Um, can you maybe tell us about the blueprint of when you first come up with an idea and then to when it transforms into a cocktail on the menu? What are some of the stages you go through to, to make a drink? Uh, for me, sometimes uh, I actually draw. So really depends. So sometimes like uh, what kind of spirit I wanted to use. So I will like, like draw, 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 like flavor. I want to achieve this flavor or sometimes I want to uh, match with this story and then I want to match with this glass. So usually I like to draw to uh, structure my the flavor like way, like notes. And also sometimes really depend, like example, my grandma is really love uh, vanilla ice cream. And then she also really loved Mandarin, especially Korean Mandarin, when especially winter time. And then she also liked to match together with the orange and honey and uh, the man, uh, ice cream. So also come out with her the flavors to I create some drinks. And also uh, I have a one cocktail called Hache, which is I was took part one of the competition. So this drink is actually watermelon with Sprite. It's very national Korean summer dessert. Oh, okay. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and also I has very uh, beautiful memory with my childhood memory with my grandma with Pache. So I try to link up with um, the cocktails. Yeah. So for me, really depends. Sometimes you inspire by some flavors that uh, your friends or your family they like. I try to link up with what kind of spirit can match together with this flavor and this story. So, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> and is it a lot of? Because um, I know you have food elements in your cocktail, um, like you mentioned about yes. the fish oil. Is it a lot of trial and error? Do sometimes like the flavors don't work, or do they work? And it's hard to test. Yes, def- definitely, definitely try and error. Mm. Uh, but what I believe is, you need I need to understand the flavor or the method or the story behind. So end of the day end of the day this is me so easy for me to explain to my customer or if, if competition is the judges if this story is not mine or this idea is not come from me or this inspiration is not from me it's, it, me, it's very hard for me to understand and hard for me to explain and end of the day this is not mine right so for me end of the day I will decide based on my story, based on my what I like. So at the end of the day, for me, I decided to use be myself. Yeah, everything is what I like. Yeah, based on my reference. Yeah, so easy for me to explain. Easy for me to let them understand my culture, my heritage, and my flavors. Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. good. <laughs> Thank you. So um, another thing I wanted to talk about today is that world class uh, is coming around again. And we've sort of had winners in different countries. And I think the next stage is sort of a virtual competition. But obviously, you've had great success with Diageo World Class. Um, yes. Maybe for some people who are listening who are entered or, or didn't get through, can you tell us about your experience of it and some of the things you learned from your time doing world class? Uh, so since I become a bartender, uh, competition is one of like my part of my career. Uh, but because some of people say uh, competition is waste time, but uh, I don't believe because end of the day, competition for me is uh, achieve something for for my career. But of course, competition and work is separate. Work is work, competition is competition, which is spend your own time. Uh, but for me, it's quite lucky because I joined many, many competitions. So every competition I join, I learn something. So I, re- I can see I improve every, every year. And then World Class was really my dream competition that, and I start become bartender is also because of the World Class. So I know that I will join World Class at least uh, at least I wanted to achieve my uh, my goal that I set. Um, but what I learned from some of the competition was um, you pressure yourself too much. Uh, you can't uh, enjoy anything. Example, I joined one of the competition in Global Before Work class, different brand. Uh, but that, that year, I was pressuring myself too much and I really just wanted to win. So I didn't really enjoy the environment. I don't really have a connection with other bartenders and just too much stress and then too much struggle. 
So I realized after I come back from that competition, I come back to Singapore, I realized I didn't bring anything. Uh, I didn't want and that I don't have any connection with my bartender. And then it's just empty hand, I come back. Then I realized end of the day, winning is just bonus. If you win, take it as bonus. The most important thing is connection with the bartenders around the world. Because this type of chance, maybe uh, once, once in your life, because you need to, right? So not everybody has this opportunity. So how you want to use this opportunity 100%, uh, you cannot put too much stress on the competition. Yeah. So at this time, work class, I take it really different. Uh, take myself to enjoy. And most important, my first goal is connecting with the bartenders. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually make me feel maybe more relaxed. That's why I can do uh, much more better than what I expected. Yeah. Good. So, and then I try to be, be more myself, be myself. So just take it the judges as my customer behind the bar. So make me feel more uh, comfortable and relaxed. That's why I got more great result end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And that's mm. probably why you just won Bartender's Bartender Award <laughs> because of the connections. <laughs> so yes. can yes. you tell us about the award and sort of, um, I mean, how, how does it come around that sort of thing? Did, did you, know it was coming or was it a complete surprise completely surprised i never expected yeah yeah just okay. really just just like work class the same uh after announced my name i was really just literally uh freeze <laughs> i don't know <laughs> right. I, they're asking me uh, how do you feel but i don't know how to just nothing in my head just very white and i don't know what to say and just too shocked yeah. It's the same same thing. When after the they they told me that you got the bartender's bartender, I was very shocked mm -hmm. and don't know what to say. <laughs> Just free. Yeah, the same feeling. Sure. Yeah. And you know what what does it mean for this year? What do you think you have to sort of do to sort of promote this now? And you know, I've seen you've done a lot of videos recently, a lot, a lot of articles too. So that's great, but. Um, you know, what, what else do you recommend, I guess, to new bartenders if they ever want to sort of get these sort of awards and stuff? Uh, I actually really wanted to share with young bartenders or even my team members that I always share is uh, be humble and then be real and always don't um, keep up your passion so easily. So, like, example, I always believe that... Uh, your, your foundation is not strong. One day we collapse, very easily to collapse. So every, every single moment is, you feel maybe uh, nothing you learn, but actually inside you are learning something every single day. And then for me, good bartender is not just make good drink or not just uh, you have a technique. You need to have a good hospitality. You have a certain knowledge. You also, of course, need to have a creative uh, some inspiration, uh, some creation, good creation. But end of the day, most important thing is your personality and your hospitality, because there has uh, so many famous bars, so many good bars around the world. But why people, why you, how should I say, 
why you need to make customer to come to your bar. It definitely needs to be different something. And then for me, if I go to other bar, um, I will not going to the bar that the best martini, they're serving the best martini without hospitality. I will go to the bar that great hospitality, great environment, everything. But martini maybe just a bit, I will definitely will go back to the bad bar. So for me, most important thing is your personality and your hospitality and stay humble. And that is my philosophy as well. Yeah. So I want to share with the bar, young bartender is not just only focus on your technique or not just uh, only focus on knowledge, not only focus on only this type of thing. You need to uh, open a bit more and look at a bit more bigger picture. Yeah. Great yeah. advice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So adapt all the different culture and understand uh, different bartender style. Just understand what other bartenders and all other are doing not just focus on yeah <laughs> thank you yeah no, i think that's fantastic <laughs> yeah. advice and i completely agree as well i really do mm. um great so moving on then i'd like to talk about taiwan and the bar okay. scene there because we don't really hear about it too much and i i've had a lot of people on from sort of hong kong from singapore but um i've never really talked about the taiwan bar scene and i've never okay. been there either so it'd be great to hear from you so uh few years ago when I first entered the Taiwan, for me, the, the feeling was a bit more uh, Japanese bartending style. So because uh, there are a lot of, uh, what is that? Uh, like get a lot of, I suddenly cannot remember the word. Not the, you missed, uh, influenced by Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. influenced by Japanese bar culture. Hmm. So you feel they are a bit more focusing on uh, uh, techniques. They only they more focus on the flavors. But actually now I was very impressed. They are a bit more open on hospitality, and they have uh, so many different style of bar open. So they are actually improved a lot compared to a few years ago. And then the culture is very unique. So. When you come to Taiwan, you will feel that it's more about East Asia, which is the feeling you given. Uh, you will take is more about Japan or more about Korea or China. It's the feeling, the environment. But inside, the actually a lot of the ingredients. Actually, you can see, um, you can get a lot of tropical fruits. It's more about Southeast Asia. So it's the place. It's just the middle of a uh, East Asia and Southeast Asia. South Asia. So just very great uh, area that you have both culture. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it's very interesting country that, uh, and also got four seasons, different from Bangkok or Singapore. So you can use, uh, you can play with a lot of seasoning, seasoning uh, fruits or ingredients. So it's very charming, charming country that, yeah, you can play around a lot of different ingredients or uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. What are your um, What are your favorite bars and restaurants there? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> actually, I I like uh, each of the bar and restaurant. It's because style is really different. So some of the 
uh, uh, some of the part is more maybe focused on uh, small menu or maybe more focused on uh, techniques or maybe different bar is more about hospitality, more dive bar. And then some of them are is a bit more molecular and some of them are a bit more like, like more experienced. Like just like one of the bar he do is a pairing and the drinks together. And then he invite a lot of chefs to collaborations. They are actually in 50 best as well. So it's more of a experience bar. Yeah. So there's so many different type of bars. So I actually kind of enjoy all of them. And also Taiwan has a lot of local bar. So which is uh, after you finish work, you just go there for grab beer or highball, very simple. And also izakaya style, like, which is a Japanese uh, like skewer, yeah. like chicken or beef skewer. I, I love izakaya. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> yeah. So you can enjoy so many different style of the bar in Taiwan. Okay. Yeah, and then the uh, uh, generally uh, whiskey is very cheap. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so you can drink a lot of highball. <laughs> yeah. right. Good. So actually, moving on to um, what do you normally drink? Do you have a drinks collection at home or a favorite cocktail? Oh, actually, I really enjoy highball. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Highball or beer. I think I like to drink something more easy drink. Yeah, right. sparkling. I also love Paloma as well. Paloma? So, okay. Yes, Paloma. So I, but the number one drinks I like is highball. Yeah. Okay. Um. And your whiskey of choice? What would it be? Uh, actually, I I always say this brand. Everybody say I'm very biased, but I really love this brand so much. Actually, I love Johnny Walker Black. Okay. With, uh, soda. But just dash of Angostura bitter is uh, boost up the all all the aroma and flavor same time. Next time you should try. Yeah. Okay, I will do. <laughs> well, hopefully when we can travel again, we can actually have a drink together at your bar. That would be good. Yes, yes, please. Yes, <laughs> good. Please. And um, I mean, we'll finish up very soon, but um, obviously okay. we've got the Asia 50 Best Awards coming up. Uh, I think everyone's excited. Um, what Do you think there's any bars in, in Southeast Asia that, that deserve to be on the list that have done really amazing during the COVID period? Hmm. Uh, actually, I'm really fan of mostly club in Singapore, mm. and then during pandemic also they did very well. Uh, they also delivered the drinks and food. Uh, but they, of course, it's very hard time. But for them, always very positive vibes, and then they always smile in their face. So I really love and happy for them to keep like climb up. Okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, and also, uh, like, but actually, yeah, uh, some of our bar, uh, Jigo and Pony also. Yeah. They are, I mean, they are already top bar, but they really did non-stop. They always wanted to climb, and they always wanted to try something new. That's why they just launched the Pony cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then I try all of them, which is a popular cocktails. I've seen. But yeah. I try all of them. It's really great. Okay. Uh, the flavor was really inspired, and then blow my smi- blows my mind because <laughs> actually I don't really I don't really appreciate popular cocktails. But after I try the pony, I 
think wow, pote pate can be so nice until so professional for okay standby chicken. Yeah. So, and also, like, as you know, like, Hope and Sesame, they was really everybody's uh, inspiration when beginning for COVID. So they did very well. So, I mean, every industry is uh, find not only these three bars, I mean, every industry bars that they try to find their own way to still connecting with the customer and still connecting with the industry people. And I was very um, touching and inspired by all the people are very supportive. Like I order your drink, you order my drink. I mean, mean, they was really support each other, especially in Singapore, how they, what they passed these few months, I was really inspired because in Taiwan, we, our operation is still the same as before COVID and now. And then actually bottle cocktail in Taiwan is illegal. So we can't do, yeah, we can't do that. Same in Thailand. Um, Yes. So, but I saw the Thailand, like teams of uh, Thailand. Yeah, Nick, Nick, he did very well. Yeah. Yeah, Nick did great. Yeah. Yeah, he he tried to push a lot and then he like, I can see he really loved and take care of his team members. Yeah. No matter what. I, um, yeah. I wrote an article for Hanali Communications. Uh, people can see it. it's on the Global Innovation Exchange. But uh, one of the things that Nick did is when the, f- the bars closed down and um, okay. an alcohol ban came into place, he actually made uh, a dim sum production line essentially and um he was okay. he was making like um i think he was selling a thousand units of dim sum a day but this was keeping mm. his bartenders in employment and getting them paid still so so yeah he really okay. just changed his whole business model just to make sure his staff had had money you know yes yeah this type of things for me really inspire me every single day like yeah so and very touching mm. but hopefully just finger crossed and hopefully everything is smooth. Yeah. Good. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Bunny Kang. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, once again, congratulations for the award. And for the audience, anyone listening, uh, you can find all the information in the show notes, including a link to uh, Moo in Taiwan and uh, anything else. So, yeah, pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you.